Welcome to episode number 191 of the Tower Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. This is Chris. Before we get into the news today, we did want to take a moment of silence for Christopher Plummer, an amazing actor uh, who recently passed away. And, um, you know, our hearts go out to uh, his friends and family. So. All right, rest in peace, Christopher Plummer. You may have passed, but your contributions will be felt forever in the cinematic world. Um, so what are we geeking out on this week, Chris? Oh, man, lots of lots of deep dives for me. Um, I did I did start watching Vikings again. Uh, it's been a while, and with you know the last season and the new show coming. And my love of Valhalla, I was like, I think I need to watch this show again because it's been a while. Um, and that's been a good choice. Uh, other than that, I'm just I'm just continuing my my hundreds of hours into Valhalla. Um, and as you can see from my Viking beard itself, I am totally becoming the part. You are Valhalla. It's <laughs> my middle name. That's it. Um, good. Yeah. Someday I will, I will go down that same dark and evil, amazing path with you. Uh, let's see. What am I geeking out on? I finally caught up on the High Republic comics, um, and I am more than halfway through the latest High Republic book, uh, Into the Dark, I believe, by Claudia Gray, who continues to be uh one of the best star wars writers around i mean she's really up there at this point with timothy zahn and and maybe even james lucino um so every time i read one of her books i really enjoy it so um that's it i'm all star wars in for right now (laughs) that's what i've been geeking out on uh but Let's see what else is going on out there in the galaxy with Marvel TV movie, all that kind of fun news. Um, So we have a potential. I guess this is this is it, right? Like this is the title of this thing. Blade the Vampire Slayer. Um, (laughs) Yes, quite quite convenient. Um, I wonder a little little curious if that title gets changed after this week, but Nonetheless, um, I think it would be a really, I think it would be a great title for the movie. Um, not official quite yet, uh, but it's being shopped around as that. Perfect, perfect. Um, I'm sure, like you said, after this week and all the and all the stuff with uh, with Joss, maybe <laughs> that stays like that, but not in, not entirely sure. Um, that being said, we do have the writer who is Stacy Osai Kofor. Um, she's worked on Watchmen. She's worked on Hunters as well as Pen15. So quite a diverse background there. Um, and then Marciala Ali obviously is still going to be Blade. I'm excited for this movie whenever it decides to come about. It's just probably not happening anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, it's Blade started this comic book movie revolution, and I'm ready for a uh, a new a new entry into that whole chapter. So, yeah, I I love those Blade movies, and I'm really looking forward to the MCU version. Yep, me too, hundred um, percent. And then in Marvel news, also uh, Keanu maybe is up for the role for uh, Craven the Hunter. 
Um, that was like one of those things bandied about, you know, so does, uh, you know, Oscar Isaac, like, even though he's Moon Knight, like they just say these things and they come out and everyone wants Keanu to be something in Marvel. So, you know, what is your thoughts on that? Um, we know that Marvel's been circling him for a long time. So I have no doubt this role was offered to him or was and, and was discussed. And apparently even out like the most recent news is that he actually did pass on the role. Uh, so whatever, I don't see him as, as Craven the Hunter, honestly, that's not really the role for Keanu in the MCU. I have a few different ideas. Um, he's just, he doesn't, his, he's a, I like Keanu Reeves, but his range isn't like exactly Craven the Hunter. He's great. John wick. He's great as, you know, Neo. Um, but, for a character like that, I have I have other people that can play him, like you know, um, um, <laughs> Billy the Butcher there, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. No, that's that's a, <laughs> that's a great choice back in the nineties. Yes, no, um, Carl Urban, our our good oh, our good, okay. our good friend and and hero. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, the real one from Gangs of New York. That's, that's what a I was thinking. Great one. That's a, I mean, Daniel Day Lewis could play anything. He could play that a would be bat. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's uh, that's that's my new number one. That's that it. Role. That's number one. Daniel Day Lewis mm-hmm. coming in. Um, all right. So let's go across the pond over to DC. Uh, this morning, actually, is the time of this recording on Valentine's Day as we uh, leave our wives behind and talk about geek stuff. Um, the <laughs> Snyder Cut dropped. Uh, got a new trailer, gets an R rating. Um, anything stand out to you with this new cut? Um, just just the Joker stuff uh, that's been teased. It's the only thing that's really kind of got me more excited for this. I'm just I'm ready for to watch this movie. I'm ready to pass judgment on it and I'm ready to move on from it, too, um, because this week um, Snyder said that WB has no interest in in working with him on any DC projects after this. And yeah, no more, it, vice versa. Right, right. It's uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing, though, that could change, because if you get another million subscribers who are tuning in to watch this movie, I DC's run by shareholders. That's it. Case in point, almost anything that they've ever done. So, you know what I mean? They don't have uh, Kevin Feige there who's shepherding the way that these movies work. It's a real case-by-case basis. So I would say if you gained enough subscribers for this cut, they would probably talk to uh, James James Gunn. They already did talk to him. Uh, They would talk to Zack Snyder. They would talk to James Gunn again anyhow. Um, no, you're right. I mean, on the other hand, I feel like most of these people already have the subscription. <laughs> so it's like I I don't see anybody who hashtag that like it was their like it was their business not having that by now, honestly. Or they're just waiting till the day it comes out. I don't know. We'll see. I um it is what it is. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Peacemaker, which is coming to HBO Max as well. Um, the John Cena starring show just added uh, the actor Nutley as Judo Master. And we have a not a date, but a year as of January 2022. So, you know, 11 months away um, from the show. But 
you know, still excited because we got Suicide Squad coming out and we'll just kind of ride that enthusiasm until then. And I don't know this character, but sure. Cool. Great. Exactly. And it's just digging deep into that DC stable. That's it. Bring out these. I mean, there's so many characters. Marvel, DC, they've got millions. So bring them on. That's good. Um, In not happening uh wonder girl uh which is supposed to be the dc adaptation over at cw uh it is not going on um so it didn't get picked up uh as a show and you know i i think that the w or the d well wb cw i honestly think that they're stepping away i think with the exception of superman they're gonna see how superman and lois goes it doesn't seem like I don't know. They're all over the place. We've got, what's his name? Painkiller gets a show, you know, but Grant Gustin just announced he's having a baby. So he's done. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you think? I think I have a different take on this Wonder Girl thing. I think because they, the comics for this character are very young. There's not really a story established. And Joel Jones is, is, is on the ongoing starting in May. And so we haven't developed enough of this character yet for the CW to go in. And I don't want to say CW. I don't want to say anything negative. I'll say CW wise and, and do and kind of tell their own tale. I think DC wants to get this character on the board, see how really the sales go and then probably do a show. I don't, it's, it's kind of weird to me because I really was like, wow, they, this was such a quick pickup. Uh, We didn't know anything about the character. And I was kind of in the favor of, oh, well, that'd be kind of fun to tell stories in a world that we don't know instead of, you know, copying the comics. Um, But we don't have any comics to copy from at this point. So that's kind of that's kind of my my theory on it. Right. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, you're you're probably right. I just think, again, it's one of those. Let's just throw spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks. I I you know. It's tough because they're, you know, they're still kind of treading water in the CW verse, uh, the Arrowverse, and then, but then they're bringing Star Girl on. So it was, they're bringing on these standalone shows where I thought Wonder Girl fit really well into that that formula if they're going that way. Yeah. But this is something I'd rather see on HBO Max with some budget behind it. Honestly. Me too, hundred percent. But who knows? Um, and then finally, over in DC news, uh, Angus McFadden um, from Braveheart and a bunch of other stuff, he is cast as Jor El in the uh, Superman and Lois show. Um, you know, got to have Jor El if you got Cal, it makes sense, and he's a good actor. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm about to watch um, his Robert the Bruce movie, the the spirit spiritual successor to Braveheart. Apparently, I watched the. Uh, the Chris Pine one last night, I actually liked that a lot more than I thought I would. Um, so, yeah, this is my this is my Scottish deep dive, and I'm happy that um, Superman and Lois is starting next week or so, and probably I think it's a week from this Tuesday. Um, and it's been getting decent reviews from people who weren't going to give it a chance at first. So, I'm I'm intrigued, Superman fan over here. So, um, it's been a while since I grew up on Lois and Clark and more. So. Superman's coming back to TV. Right. Right. Yeah. And that soon, right? Like mm-hmm. a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, a week from Tuesday. Sweet. All right. What uh, 
What's going on over in the Star Wars world? Well, we um, we didn't have much news this week, uh, but we had one big piece of news uh, regarding Gina Carano. Uh, she was released from her contract at on The Mandalorian and with Disney, along with being released from her agent. Uh, so... <laughs> This this uh, this fury storm of um, insensitivity that that um, apparently um, has given Disney, you know, the right to let her go because she is an employee. Um, and my feelings behind it are you you were doing this in 2020. You, you got warned. You apparently lost your show in November because of this. Um, I we, 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 we even talked about this when we talked about the Disney investor thing where. Um, it was really surprising that uh, she was involved in nothing. So we had, we were speculating at that point after those tweets, followed up by another tweet. I just I wish people who had this platform um, didn't get up on their soapbox so much and use it in such a negative way. And that's the big thing. It's like you have a responsibility, and this is a this is a job, and you work for a professional company that that millions of people subscribe to, millions of different people subscribe to. And we live in a time of you got to be accepting of everybody. I'll leave you to it. <laughs> you you shared all the sentiments that I would share. So um, what's happening in, in happier worlds over at uh, Comic News? In happy news, um, we have been waiting for some news on the return of Milestone Comics. And so what DC is doing right now is they're planning on uh, re-releasing uh, one of the comics that uh, it was it was called Milestone Returns number zero, and that came out in 2020. So they're going to be digitally re-releasing this, and um, this was actually only available for a few days during the fandom. Uh, so this is nice because if anybody missed it, uh, they can get their their hands on it, and it will include um, 24 pages of completely new material, including previews of the upcoming Static Shock comic. Uh, icon and rocket and hardware so look f- to milestone coming back in a strong way in 2021 okay cool cool yeah i'm um i didn't realize bill Sinkenovich is coming over there on hardware too so yeah you know i i like the new static shock or just static look you know what i mean it's got a little little bit of uh iron or not iron fist uh power man mixed with um electro so it's kind of cool looking thing too yeah that's great you know i'm glad that they're they're adding more of these titles that people can actually get their physical hands on them 100 percent. um actually you know what's not in here is the thing i just sent you recently to make you happy is that batman earth one volume three is actually on the solicitations uh so i forgot to put that in the notes but that is a that's a little bit of news for you. Um, you've been waiting for that patiently, as many other people have. For 10 um, years. Right? right? <laughs> I don't know how long this thing's been going on for, right? <laughs> or longer. Who knows? Um, the, um, but that is, uh, that'll be heading our way in May. But also in May, we're getting some new, um, a couple of things that are uh, spanning, like spinning out of future states along with... Uh, what is old is new again. Uh, so I'll talk about a little bit about that. Uh, Jeff Johns will be writing a Stargirl special. Uh, it's And it's going to be featuring the seven soldiers of victory. And they're going to be revealing the eighth soldier of victory. Uh, so Jeff John returns to the character he created that has become 
pretty popular ever since the TV show launched. Yeah. Um, so him and Todd uh, Nuak, Nuak, I forgot how to even pronounce his name. Uh, that 48-page special called Stargirl Spring Break Special comes out in May. Sweet. Yeah, we have uh, I have a drawing by him somewhere in my house. Spider-Man mm-hmm. somewhere. Cool. Yeah, right. I think I have like a Teen Titans from the TV show that I got. You had something out. from him. I yeah. remember. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I I, that's, I, I miss conventions. God damn it. Um, <laughs> man. Nope. Um, also, uh, we were just talking about Yarla Floor, but uh, I did mention she is getting an ongoing series in May. Uh, Joelle Jones is is again picking up the title uh, that she is also writing during Future State title. Um, so that's that's exciting. I'm this is why I'm kind of saying like I'm pretty sure they want to get this whole origin thing, you know, mashed out before they decide to put it on TV. That's yeah, yeah, I get it. It's just that like these comics aren't written in a day. They probably wrote the comic a year ago. You know what I mean? Like. They've been it, it looked at the article. They were like developing things since November. So I, I don't know. I just. Um, again, it's another DC. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But well, it's, anyway. it's also post COVID or still COVID post 2020, I should say. Yeah. So 2020 was not, I guess, the best year to start announcing things. Probably <laughs> no. we're going to make this happen. I yeah, love the initiative, no. but right. I like, all right, let's get all this stuff on TV. All this stuff I'm streaming. Right. Does it work? Like we always say, are they just throwing darts at the wall? I don't know anymore. So, um, yep. but yeah, I um, I I love Wonder Woman comics. I'm interested in this character, so I'll I'll be checking out this first issue in May. But something I'll definitely be checking out is the new Mister Miracle series, starring not Scott Free, but Shiloh Norman from um, he was character. He was he was introduced by Jack Kirby uh, in New Gods, but is the main thing I know him from is from Grant Morrison's Seven Soldiers of Victory. Uh, so this will be interesting because he's actually in Future State, and this is another um, miniseries coming out of out of that event. Okay. Um, cool. I'm, you know, I'm always into more Mr. Miracle, so bring it on. You need to be more into more Seven Soldiers. Some good, some good horror, <laughs> horror, horror comic that I keep getting try to read, so good stuff um maybe someday i hope (laughs) last up in comic news we have the return of the defenders no not those defenders we're talking the og defenders so um dr strange is going to be getting the team back together again um and this is this is very this is very this is a little bit outside of marvel's wheelhouse because i always see them going forward and doing newer things this is very much going back and getting these this old team which i love to see these classic characters um so they actually just brought back a character called the masked rider i have no idea who he is but that that reminds me of like digging deep into that into that into that um into the teams uh, and all the different characters they have and just um bringing back this so uh the cover shows all the different defenders from the past and uh, we'll see who actually becomes part of this new team. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know this character at all. Like, okay, here we go. Jim Gardley, Masked Raider. 
it's like a character from like you know from it's from 1939 exactly that if it's that character huh all right well that's kind of interesting to see this definitely i i I, you know and i i love dr strange when he runs a team so yeah um can color me interested (laughs) maybe do a double take because i had backed that um what are they royalty free comics not royalty free yeah i guess um so the ones that are out there like the jack kirby creations that anybody can use because they're open um it's royalty free yeah royalty free right so uh i just backed this thing it was like bullets and bandanas and this character i was like is this the same guy because i'm just i'm just trying to like look back at the old comic days and and see what um they're really adapting because that's what kind of got me more deep into dc and stuff back into like the really old days um um and the old characters and stuff like that so this is interesting to me and this is something i'd actually be excited to check out from marvel yeah 100 percent, man cool 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 uh all right so that leads us into a commercial and we will be right back hey come take a seat at the campfire you're not the only one who joins i've got friends that come over sometimes too we talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters you know we talked about bigfoot in one episode it's a lot of fun so come join me at the campfire chats a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We're back after those amazing commercials, and we're going to talk about crowd sorcery. Um, We've got a live show for Hollow 3. The Kickstarter launches on uh, February 17th, so depending on when you're listening, go back it, Um, (laughs) please. Uh, The live show will be on Facebook um, it will be at 7.30 Eastern time, and we'll be talking to the creators behind the comic, including myself and Chris and others. And um, it should be fun times. Uh, and we'll throw out a link somewhere for that. Uh, also, The Illusion Witch by Ruben Romero, co-writer on Inferi, is still uh, running right now. I think it's got another couple weeks on it. So that's currently running on Kickstarter. Um, it's a mix between The Prestige meets uh lion witch in the wardrobe it's the best way i can describe it so high fantasy high magic it's fun stuff so check both of those out uh wherever you kickstarter <laughs> specifically kickstarter <laughs> yeah 100%. Uh, it's i think it's, it's i think it's kind of funny when um defect comics and friends can fill up the crowd sorcery section yeah yeah no um that's my favorite part of it uh so let's go over to tv news Last of Us has been cast. Uh, the live-action show will be starring Pedro Pascal. And then we've got a newcomer. Um, where is she? For Liana Mormont. She's actually, sorry, she's not a newcomer. She's like that badass uh, chick from Game of Thrones. That's There right. you go. That's I forgot. Right. 
Um, not new at all. She's a very good actress. I now I remember from Game of Thrones. Yeah. So they'll be playing as Joel and Ellie. Yeah, absolutely. Great, good, strong casting. Um, I still have to finish part two. Yeah, me too. Um, someday I will get into that. Where's this gonna take place? You think in between the games? Or you think no. they'll re readapt the first game and then I do some stories between the two games? I do. In further seasons. I think that's the only way to really develop it, right? How many years between the two games? There's a there's a Oh there's yeah. I think it's like oh man. At least five. It, yeah, I think five years. So I would say it depends on what you want to do with this show because you can fluff it out. And if you fluff out the first game only, then you're, I'd say you could really only go on for like a couple seasons, like three seasons or something like that. Now, if you want to give this like long legs, then that girl <laughs> just have her grow up just like Ellie. And especially, you know, without getting into any spoilers at all, like it's her show basically for part two. So um yeah i mean if they're in for the long haul then you could you could do this for a long time so awesome all right so brer bear mccreary uh from walking dead and a bunch of other great stuff um he is supposed to be doing uh the score for the kevin smith version masters of the universe revelation as you know there's two uh, Masters of the Universe shows coming to Netflix, uh, animated series. So this is the first one. Uh, very excited that he will be scoring that whenever this show comes out. It's coming. <clears throat> the um, the post from Kevin Smith the other day was great. A lot of people, unfortunately, are just like, show us something. Show us something. I yeah. want to see something, too, my friends. Yeah. But at the same time. What do you do? I don't know what people want. It's it's that, coming. It's coming. So they just just think about just think about being three year old me and having one of your favorite franchises of all time coming back strong in 2021. So very excited to see Kevin Smith behind it. I'm very excited to see his energy and excitement behind it. Um, he teased that song uh, with with Adam's voice and all that stuff. Um, and that was really great. Um been listening to some more bear mccreary lately especially his god of war soundtrack so it's just he's he he had me at battlestar galactica and and beyond so amazing amazing composer yep i'm 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 all in uh we got an announcement a bunch of animated shows to be honest with you that are coming over to hbo max but one of them that stood out was the velma dinkley series which mindy kaling will be doing the voice if you are a scooby-doo fan as i continue to be um you know this is kind of cool to see that she's getting her own spin-off of that uh what do you think should have called it jinkies that would have been really really smart this is this is the thing um hbo max is just an onslaught now uh it was just kind of like so lackluster at first but they've really kind of just hit the ground running now uh with these movies every month uh new projects announced all the time so the animation side of things i'm really excited for as well there's some there's some really good gems in this and uh i'm sure more to come so i'm a big animation guy so whatever i'm paying for hbo max bring it on yep and in other animated news, uh, Netflix is getting a huge one here. Uh, we're going to be getting Redwall, 
uh, will be adapted for Netflix. Um, this is one of those, I mean, there, there's 22 books in this fantasy series about a group of animals and it's, it's high fantasy. It just stars little creatures. And it was one of those things that was big, uh, for us growing up. And, you know, that's one thing with, um, with Netflix is, you know, you got to compete with some of these other guys. Like HBO's got Game of Thrones. Uh, Amazon has Lord of the Rings and Neil Jordan's Wheel of Time. Now, Netflix does have The Witcher, um, and it will also be getting a spinoff. But uh, let's get more. So this was a huge announcement and, and pretty awesome. Plus, the age appropriateness of it uh, makes for a much larger audience. So yeah, these were books I was reading when I was a kid. I'm very... Very excited to see this come to fruition. It's it's been hinted at for a very long time that people have wanted to adapt it, and uh, I think it's it's well beyond time that we see something like this. And I'm I'm excited to see what Netflix does with it because if they can really build a world, do it. Um, but please don't just talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that's good. We'll see. Uh, we'll see exactly what this means in the next couple of years. I'm sure. Um, and then Brian Michael Bendis, uh, from Jinx world, uh, his comic cover is going to be headed to HBO max animation. Um, this is, I have not read this comic, but as it stands, Brian Michael Bendis has like a few different things going on, uh, in animation and in live action. So he's, he has the potential to have four TV series next year. Or this year, I think. Next year, this year, next year. Yeah, he deserves it as well. Um, so this one, this is this is cool. I I picked this up when the when he was doing his Jinx World push at the beginning of his DC tenure. And so I'm kind of excited because this is this is basically like a creator owned made show too. So you got Bendis writing it <clears throat> with uh, Mac directing it, and then with Rooster Teeth, who we've been a fan of for a very long time, yeah, doing the animation. So this is this sounds really interesting. The premise of the story is neat. Um, and so just I'm just excited that that Bendis is getting more uh, more of the spotlight. Yeah, me too. Outside uh, of comics. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I mean, not that he hasn't had that already, but yes. <laughs> um, all right. So let's jump over to movie news uh, real quick. Uh, Sonic 2 has a date. That's going to be next uh, April for eight twenty two, supposedly. Again, these dates mean nothing, but <laughs> it, it has a date and it's coming out next year. Pretty, I'm pretty sure last show we called them out asking when this was going to be announced. So good job willing it. Yeah, it's into existence. Universe, yeah. <laughs> um, this news I just saw right now. Yeah, um, what is this? Yeah, Predator <laughs> Five is I didn't even know so. Predator 5, the story will follow Key, a Comanche woman who goes against gender norms and traditions to become a warrior. Uh, many years ago, blah, 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 blah. She's a tomboy who wants to prove herself in the ma- masculine world of the Comanche. Uh, when danger threatens them all, Key sets out to prove that she's capable as any young warrior. So is it one Predator? Is it two Predators? Um all I know is that Dan Trachtenberg, uh, who did 10 Cloverfield Lane, is directing it. 
um, which, you know, he did a great job with that movie. Um, let's see exactly what is all up with this. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I didn't even realize this was happening. I do believe we heard that he was attached to it, and that was the farthest that it would go yeah, in but that's, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, this is, this is kind of neat. Um, yeah, I mean, is this under the Disney umbrella now, right? The first, uh, would this be? Yeah, technically, yes. Yep. So it'd be interesting, I guess, uh, to see where they, they take this. This sounds like a a much more original story than we've gotten um, kind of in the other movies. So I'm interested to see where they go with it. I'm a Predator fan no matter what. I don't take these movies as huge, you know, <laughs> important blockbusters or anything like right. that. I take them for what they are and enjoy them. So I've I've enjoyed all the Predator films. Yep, 100%. Me too. Um, so I will be there. Uh, Mattel is doing <laughs> some more things with their board games. Um, there's going to be a whack-a-mole competition series, which sounds just stupid. And then there's also going to be a live action Uno movie, which is supposed to be a action heist movie. I don't know what that means. Um, I do love Uno. Uh, <laughs> so there's there's that um but i i don't know even know what to say about that i'm only in if they scream uno at the climax of the film that's it i don't care what else happens in the movie they just scream uno at the climax and that's it i don't what a wacky idea i mean it's just like all right this you're in a heist movie about a game that you match the colors and numbers i have no idea what that even looks like so (laughs) Throwing those darts at the wall. Right. Yeah, exactly. So in addition to weird news, uh, we are getting a Western sci-fi Dracula movie. Um, This is going to be directed by Chloe Zhao. Um, She's working on internals. Uh, She did she do a a Mandalorian episode? Or am I thinking of someone else? I think it's Kathy Yan. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, I, I was like, who else worked with Marvel on things? So anyway, yeah. yeah so she'll be she'll be doing that. Um, and yeah, again, like Predators, I will watch almost any shitty uh, or good vampire movie that comes out. So uh, bring it on. Yeah, I mean, without the sci-fi part, you have vampires with James Wood. So anything's <laughs> anything's better than James Wood. So well. Uh, Listen, that movie is a great movie. It is a great movie. I love John Carpenter. <laughs> it's John Carpenter. Come on. Talk shit about that. So James you throw Wood, a... Yeah, sucks, but come on. Like, the movie's fucking great. That's right. So you just um, you just bring in, you know, James Bond. You get some uh, John Favreau cowboys and aliens going on and mix that all up with Dracula, and we're good to go. That's it. Um, no, but Chloe Zhao uh, apparently is doing amazing things with Eternals and really impress Kevin Feige with that. So I'm really interested in that movie, especially being a Jack Kirby thing. Uh, but hey, if she's if she's if she's doing great things there, I'm I'm really excited to see something like this from her. <laughs> so. Right. Do you find it weird that we haven't seen anything like at all? Like 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 literally nothing from that movie. <laughs> I I do and I don't. Um I know like they'll all of a sudden have like pegs at the store for the action figures right. uh, and weird things like that. And just, it just keeps getting pushed, which, you know, with Disney's 
hesitance, uh, you know, being hesitant to release Black Widow to Disney Plus at the thirty dollar, you know, pay to watch, and they're just keep holding out hope that they can put these movie in theaters. I, I do think it's weird, uh, but I also don't want to watch Eternals on the small screen. Honestly, I don't see how that movie. I, if I have to, I will. But that's something I would I would rather have them hold on to if it doesn't have too many implications to the story they're building right now. Because I think right. it seems like a really outlier thing, um, especially with with what they just did with Thanos. And now they're kind of depending on where they go with this uh, the Disney Plus stuff right now. I just see it's something like a movie where it can be more of a standalone, and that's the one I would hold on to for theaters and get I would get Black Widow out sooner than later if I were them. Yeah, when you have Florence Pogue coming to Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier comes out, what, next month? Yeah, right after We don't know the character. We were supposed to know the character. At this point, just put it out, man. Just charge us some money. I mean, they should have announced that literally right before uh, Winter Soldier. That would have been the smart thing to do. But you know what? I don't make these decisions, so go F myself, I guess. I, I also think it's a it's a flashback movie, so it's like, oh, did you like this character in Winter Soldier or Falcon Winter Soldier? You'll love to watch Black Widow too when it comes or Black Widow when it hits theaters. So, maybe, maybe you know, it's like it sucks, but that movie again, it, it exists on its own in a way. Um, yep, and beyond before everything that we know, so it's just um, those two movies are, are I guess, not as he- like reliant on building the story for what they're doing with everything right so we'll see we'll see i'm very excited for uh falcon winter soldier very yeah i agree um all right so justice smith and michelle rodriguez joined the dungeons and dragons movie um you know i i don't know (laughs) i don't really give a shit about that particular casting i don't have anything against either one of them um, it's just that like the other Dungeons and Dragons movie was so lame. I just don't have super high expectations for this until I see something and God knows when we're actually going to see it. So for right now, I, you know, whatever is my opinion on it. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, you keep slapping all these well-known, I guess, actors into it. So that's what it just becomes. It becomes faces, you know, I mean, Chris Pine's attached to it. Right. Um, you know, whatever I'll watch it. But it's like it's not like you're making this high fantasy movie with with unknowns where you can just basically deliver it. I see them doing like dropping comedy into it and 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 ninety ninety moving movieing up a little bit like they did before. So um, I don't I don't know. I I too am a little hesitant on on any kind of moves on this unless they're going to do something a little more serious. So who knows though? Who knows? You know. I wouldn't be surprised that you just said that with the comedy thing um, is that I wouldn't be surprised if they do the Jumanji route with it. A bunch of friends who are drunk or whatever get sucked into it. I would not be surprised. And and it's not a horrible idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the yep. cartoon show, it actually may work for them in that sense. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that because it is a movie about a role-playing game. It's not a movie about a fantasy world in in right. truth, right? It's a world that these people make up in their heads. So why wouldn't you do it that way? That's a really, really smart idea. 
Yep. You yep. should write them and have them revamp the whole movie if not. I know. <laughs> um Yeah, that's it. All right, moving on. We have Borderlands news. Um two more Here's the thing. This movie is insanely well cast with the exception yeah. of Kevin Hart as Roland, which is so weird to me. I still don't know why it's not The Rock. That being said, Jamie Lee Curtis has been added as Tannis, who is throughout the whole series, um, you know, kind of an adventure archaeologist type person. So great. Super. Love her already. And then Jack Black is Claptrap. Just super smart with that. It's funny. He's always a funny guy. I've loved Jack Black forever. So I'm down, man. I continue to be down and can't wait to see what else comes out of this movie. I mean, we still got some other parts that they need to cast um, depending on what they do. One, this seems like it's going the first game. You know what I mean? So far, yes. as far as the casting goes. Uh, so we've got, who's the guy that you always played? It's like Butch or something like that. The big Roland. No, no, there's was a white the guy soldier. Too. And there's my guy, Mordecai. <clears throat> I, um, I'm trying to remember. I thought, I thought Roland was the soldier in the first game. Okay, so am I getting it confused with Borderlands second one? Two, maybe. And granted, I played Borderlands two more than I played the first Borderlands. Yes, you and I spent much more time in two. Um, I really feel is yeah. So Siren, Lilith, Mordecai, who's the guy I played, who I do remember more than anybody. Uh, We've got Roland, and then who am I missing? Brick. Brick. Yeah. Yes, brick. that's the guy I was thinking of. Brick. I never played as Brick. I was Roland, and then okay. I was always that soldier person. I always liked that soldier class. Yeah, so right. So um, someone's got to be. So we got Brick and Mordecai that we're still missing, and we'll see who. Uh, with all the casting that they keep doing, it's been pretty regular. We'll see uh, what's coming up with that. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis is like one of the most perfect castings. That I've seen in a while, honestly, in my opinion, it's like when I heard that, it just, it just, it just fit perfectly in my mind. I was, and I'm really excited to see her do that role because it is such a. I like Tannis in those games. Yeah, uh, such a such a weird, obscure archaeologist character. So um, very funny stuff. Yeah, I mean Jack Black. I mean, when we were saying that Kevin Hart should have been Claptrap instead. This is this is even better for me. So um, it fits perfectly. Yeah, man. Super excited. Uh, so let's go over to gaming news. Yeah, so uh, game series that I and you, I think, as well, have been waiting to play for a very long time. Uh, the Mass Effect series is getting their legendary edition uh, this May, May 14th to be exact. Uh, it's remastering the f- games one through three. Uh, so if you did miss it the first time around, uh, this is a great opportunity with updated graphics and more. Uh, so this, I was always excited to play because of Bioware, uh, after playing KOTOR for a very long time. Uh, and also the idea that your save file goes from game to game. I think that's a really, uh, amazing feature. Yeah, that's, you know, the way that it looks, you know, we didn't have Xboxes where we've always been PlayStation guys. So that's the thing, right? We just never took the time to, to go onto it. Um, well, I guess you had KOTOR, right? <laughs> I did. I had X. I, 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 I think that Mass Effect was on PlayStation though as well. I had 
I had Mass Effect one for something, and I don't I know if it I'm... was like later on, like they did like a thing like this with all three of them before Andromeda came out or something. Um, no, I think it was before three came out. Like one and two got released. Maybe I, I, our, our history is fuzzy, obviously, on it. But obviously, all I remember <laughs> is that I picked up one, I played it, and I didn't go back to it for some reason or another. And at this point, I'm happy I didn't, and I'm happy that I really don't know what happens even though there's so many different storylines in it but i'm also happy that i'm not very familiar with the series enough to be very excited to be playing it in may right yeah no i'm in uh price points good it looks good so i'm i'm there for it exactly uh and then uh in gearbox news we're talking about borderlands uh but gearbox has been bought out uh, and they were picked up by a company called embracer uh, the good news about this is that Randy Pitchford is still the boss, uh, so we're not losing his amazing involvement in this in his in his job. I'm, I'm going to just say in general, um, I, I love that guy. I think that he's very enthusiastic and and gets and and gets it and gets the fans and is and loves being a part of that. So um, I'm not super familiar with Embracer. Maybe you can fill in a little bit, but this is um, you know just. Just these companies get getting smaller by, by, I guess, getting bought out all the time. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, here uh, I'm gonna have to say this. I think that Randy Pitchford is a inventive person, and I think that he's very enthusiastic. I also think he has done a lot of bad shit, <laughs> and he has also said a lot of bad shit. So. I, I'm I was actually surprised that he kept the role. To be honest with you, I when I read this, I was like, "Ooh, okay, well, <laughs> let's." Uh, I guess you're okay with this, so um, we'll we'll see what it means. You know, Gearbox has a lot of different titles, and you know, like Homeworld, obviously Borderlands, stuff like that. Uh, what does it mean? I don't know until we start getting more games out there. But um, let's see what happens. Exactly. Uh, then last up, uh, some tabletop news. The Witcher uh, is getting a, a tabletop miniature board game called Old World. Uh, it's going to be set in the years before Gerald took up his sword. Uh, so this is going to be designed. It's a deck building game. supports two to five players. Um, it's set around a competition between Witchers with each player aligned to one of the five witches' schools, uh, the wolf, the griffin, the cat, the bear, or the viper. And players are provided with a deck of 10 cards suited to their chosen school, which includes attacks, blocks, blah, 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 blah. Um, so kind of a neat idea. We're, uh, I'm a big fan of these, these kind of games. I wish that um, I had people to play them with uh, and also kind of the money to invest in them. But I like watching them from the outside now. It's... it's <laughs> Especially like with Steam Forged. Yeah, I. Uh, so you actually kind of blew my mind. I didn't even know there were other Witcher schools. <laughs> like I haven't gotten that far in the books. So. Oh yeah, that's right. You haven't played I was the like, game. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, great. So you know you could do that. I mean, it's not like a huge. Doesn't take me out of anything. I just okay, great. Nope, Any. <laughs> What time is it? It's time for the pursuit of plastic. 
toy enthusiasts, action figure lovers. Uh, we have some news from Hasbro. Uh, the Cal Kestis figure that I missed. I didn't get my hands on the first time around. They're doing a gaming greats for GameStop. Uh, so this is a deluxe figure. And it's in a different outfit. It's an orange poncho. Comes with a couple different lightsabers. A different color BT1, I think the droid's name is. And one of those little creatures from the game. So uh, you can pre-order this for 30 bucks. Uh, and hopefully we get the Inquisitor again. <laughs> yeah, right. I, um, you know, I stopped buying Black Series figures for a long time. If it's a hot toy, I'll be in. But for every, all of you who still get Black Series, great. Looks like a good figure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, also in Star Wars toy news, uh, we're getting three sets on March 1st. This is the first release of 2021. Uh, what we're getting here is the Imperial Shuttle is the normal set, uh, which I'm interested in. It's around $80, includes some great minifigures, but also one of the best designed ships in the movies, in my opinion. So that's coming. Uh, also, a new Micro Fighters versus uh, with Tauntaun versus um, AT-AT and get your little more on the kids end of things. And then also on the kids end of things, I've been shrinking down these sets um so they just did last year luke's x-wing and a tie fighter and while people say these sets are okay they are smaller uh the ships are and um they're a better price price point but not really for me i think it's one of those things where if i was you know as a kid i remember being really excited about getting those lego play sets that you you know you open up your bag and like that was it like what was inside of it and you know we're older we have the money to to buy the good sets so for us yeah great i'd rather get the 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 shuttle as you say it's one of my favorite ships in all of star wars so it's a that's a buy for me but um you know i like the fact that they they give kids the opportunity to get these sets at a decent price point because legos are so expensive exactly that's the point right there uh Bring down these prices because parents are like, I'm not buying my kid a $90 X-Wing. Yeah, to get set. destroyed in two seconds. Right, exactly. So it's just like, I, I think it's very smart. Also, uh, from the Lego Ideas people, this Sonic Mania set has actually gotten the green light to be made. And so this will be one of the sets coming out um, from that great initiative. Uh, it's It's got Dr. Wily, Robots. Uh, some great Sonic figures. Nothing along the lines of what they did with the Mario sets quite yet. This is more of just a fun one. Um, but I would like to see uh, more from that more inventive side of things from Lego when it comes to these Nintendo Lego sets. Yeah, I just <laughs> you said Dr. Wily from Mega Man. Oh, I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I was like, that would be cool, sorry. too. I'd see a Mega Man. <laughs> yes, yes, a Mega, Mega Man. And you could put all these different pieces on them, like all the different suits. Yeah. Hello, Nintendo. Where's our Mega Man? That's our, that's our uh, fan creator set or whatever the hell that was it's my, called. That was my Freudian slip. But I really no, it's, it's a good that. one. I, I like it. <laughs> I, I also like this this um, Sonic one, too. <laughs> yes. yes. So, you know, with the new movie again, uh, another animated series coming along, you know, Sonic is, is still alive and well in the minds of oh, yeah. us and sure. the children these days. So. <laughs> Uh, next up in hot toy news, uh, if you've been waiting for your Batman forever set, it's, it's finally here. Um, you can get all the Robin nipples you need. Um, you'll have to wait a little bit longer for those bat nipples, but 
you get the boy wonder one. So, <laughs> um, two two figures I'd never ask for. Um, I'd rather just get that Joel Schumacher cut at this point. Yeah, I yeah, I whatever. You know, I'm I'll never buy these, and I a little shocked that they even released them over some other things like Catwoman or like. <laughs> You know, characters that people give a shit about, but whatever. It's fine. There's a place for it for everybody. That's all that matters. Yeah, I just feel like even the villains from that movie would be better figures just because they're so colorful and and would be great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, those those bat suits are neat to a certain extent um, just because they are more like armor. So they probably do make really cool high scale collectibles. But yeah. I, I'm, I love Joel Schumacher. Don't get me wrong. But those two movies are are just not good follow-ups to what Tim Burton did or in general for any kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, just um, in cinema. <laughs> it's it's crazy because I love the 1960s Batman stuff and I know that's what he was going for, but it was just such a weird, bad decision-making time of DC movies. So anyways, uh, if, you, if you guys want those hot toys, uh, I'll leave those links in there. Um, something we knew was coming. And it's only the first of many, uh, because with the appearance of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian this season, he oh, gave us what, like three looks at least, um, to, to go to start with. So a, where are those black, black series figures? I'm surprised that Hasbro hasn't been, um, reaping our wallets, um, <laughs> all the money out of them. So it's just like this first one will be his, not his appearance at the end of the first episode. It'll be, uh, which I kind of would rather have. I want that, like, almost a desert wandering startup <laughs> Bubba well, Fett versus, versus Dad, Dad Bubba. No, it's, you know what's coming. I know. Dad <laughs> Bubba, Dad Bubba is not probably my preference either. Yeah. Um, the cleaned up version, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I have my, my Bubba with the, the Sarlacc base, so I'm pretty hot toyed out on Bubba Fett at this point. We're going to get them all yeah. because it's Star Wars and that's what they do best. And that's it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and have a hard time not spending money on it. So um, last up, something I'm not spending money on uh, is Mezco's Morbius figure because I I don't care enough. Because nobody uh, asked for it. Right. I don't care if Jared Leto Morbius movie is coming out this year. I'm, I still don't even have that in the back of my mind even. Um even though I, I I will watch that movie for the the greater Spider-Man verse uh, implications, this figure doesn't mean anything to me. Not when you're putting out like Ghost Rider and and other much more important characters, um, and you've done no other Spider-Man villains. This is this is what you're doing is Morbius. Yeah, this is one where if it was fifty bucks, mm. I'd I'd probably snatch it up. Because, you know, he could face against Blade and all that kind of stuff. And the head sculpts are cool. Um, I would never use all these accessories. But there are decent accessories. I just don't want to make a lab in my house. Unless, well, here's the thing. You can use that lab and then, like, make yourself your own, like, Whistler figure or something like yeah. that with your Blade. Then it's kind of cool. But, yeah, I just, nobody asked for this and it's it was a curious release and um when they've teased other releases and etc it's like just just give us what we want you know give us electro even geez like if you want to go with spider-man build <laughs> yeah deluxe green goblin i mean these characters yeah. all are screaming for soft good figures so um whatever i guess i mean 
they an- it's kind of strange because when they announced this a while ago to the Morbius figure and yeah I mean I just never saw any interest in the character even bouncing around it was just like Sony wanted to make the movie and um, yeah it's just again throwing darts at walls almost I I don't know I I don't want to get too much into that kind of soapbox stuff but Mesco's yep. decision making kind of frustrates me sometimes so a lot of times, yeah, absolutely. very, very much. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so you know, let's uh, end on a a good note, which is uh, things for us. Uh, <laughs> right. What's going on out there is um, we've got again the Hollowed Three Kickstarter drops on the seventeenth. We'll be doing a live show on Facebook at seven thirty p.m. Illusion Illusion, which is currently. On uh, Kickstarter, the comic from Ruben Romero, creator of the Agency and Inferi, is is going on. And then, um, you know, we've teased and it's still happening. Uh, we are adding more shows to the roster at DFAT Entertainment. I'm not sure where you consume this particular podcast, but if you look at DFAT Entertainment, you can see some other great shows. Uh, Gutsy Media Podcast, which is like a discussion on movies, which Chris and I have both been on that. Campfire Tales, uh, which is kind of like discussion on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got our political podcast uh, with um, Critical Mass as well on there. And then, of course, Star Warriors, our roundtable discussion on Star Wars and more. I don't want to go through them all, but there is a bunch. So look at DFAT Entertainment and... Uh, we will be adding more shows, and we hope that um, you guys enjoy them because so far downloads have been really good. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think um, just to just to mention a few of these shows, you could actually find on our Talloy Talk for the longest time, and now they are their own yeah. shows. So if yep. you're looking for Star Warriors or those geeks you know, uh, still on this on this um, this release, I guess channel. <laughs> yeah. Thing I can come off the top of my head, but go look up those titles on their own. They have their own shows um, uh, outside of Tell I Talk now, like Casey said, under the DFET umbrella, DFET Entertainment umbrella. That's uh, right. So you can find us at don't forget to tell uh, Also, interact with us on the socials at uh, the Twitters, Facebooks, and Instagrams. And also check out DFET Comics, uh, as we've been telling you, get on there for some great kickstarters uh in upcoming projects very exciting oh yeah super super pumped um so yeah uh this is casey saying go read some comics and as well as fund them that's it and this is chris saying don't forget a towel 